Okay, good evening, Rabbi Yisai, Baruchim Abam, welcome to the last Wednesday night share of Tavshin, Pebez. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this year. Our Espali Ransham should give us Siyat Deshmaya, Kayach, and health to continue to learn together, Bez Hashem, next year and many years to come, Siyat Deshmaya. Um, this, uh, we're continuing this year on Sefer Devarim. Sefer Devarim is sponsored again by the Zakheim Mishpacha, by Dr. Zakheim, or Mishpachta, Leilu Nishmas, the legendary Rabbi Shloyma Zakheim, Shloyma Eliezer ben Harab Yaakov, whose yard site is coming up on the first night of Rosh Hashanah. I uh, just mentioned, uh, there are many, many Masim uh, Toivim that people have told me over the years. There's one particular individual told me that when he goes to Eretz Yisrael, not only does he, he goes to Kivrei Tzadikim, including Shlomo Zakheim, who gave him his first job, put him on his feet, helped him build a family, and he owed, he feels he owes his life to him. And so do, uh, so many others. So we hope on this occasion, Hashem Shaman Aliyah, Biyomeo for his whole family, for Besurus Toivois, Gezint, Nachas, Parnasa, Besurus Toivois, Adbi Eskel Tzedek, also Lila Nishmas, Dr. Zakheim's mother, Rivka Bas Tobi Halevi, Beganeden Tehemen Uchasa. Tonight's show is sponsored uh, again by our dear friend, Rabbi Ephraim Pinsauer, as a chus for Ksiva Chsima Toiva. We thank Rabbi Kenny for his continued support, and him and his whole family should be written, Besifron Shel Tzadikim. Also tonight is sponsored by my, my dear friend Rabbi Shaya Levi, Lilay Nishmas, his sister, Elisheva Rachel Bluma Bas of Yasvalevi, whose first yard site is the Shabbos, Chavchas Elul. She should be in Melissa Yishar for her whole family. Tonight, she is also sponsored by Eliezer Jacobowitz. Also, uh, we appreciate his continued uh, support. His father, Harav Shloima ben Harav Moshe Yehuda. And as a schus for Zubin for Mordechai Yechesk ben Necha Devaira, the whole family should be Zoycha to Besurus Toivos, Gezin, Nachas, and... Uh, the neshama of their father, Zayda, should be, have a tremendous aliyah in Gan Eden. Okay, now I'm going to give you a test on all of that. Okay. Okay, here we go. Also, I know you wanted to know the mystery and the majesty. It's available. Uh, Artscroll.com, free delivery. You know the promo code? Mystery. Okay, you got that? Mystery, free delivery. We know that the Kriya Satoira and the Haftoira on Rosh Hashanah is very important. So important, amazingly, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonnefeld writes that if you add up the number of words in the Kriya Satara, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, in the Kriya Satara of the second day of Rosh Hashanah, the number of words is 861, Gematria Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> okay, so that off the bat, you know every single word is accounted for. We don't just read Sukkim in general. Every word is accounted for. And the Kriya Torah, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, is about the birth of Yitzhak. The second day of the Akedah. And that's very important to know because the first day of Rosh Hashanah is the day of Din, of din Midas Hadin. So we talk about the birth of Yitzhak. Yitzhak is Midas Hadin. The second day is an easier Din. It's Mesikos Hadinim. It's Hamtakas Hadinim. So we talk about the Akedah where Midas Hadin is tied up. But we talk about the birth of Yitzchak, that Sarah Yimenu. She wasn't 40. She wasn't 50. 
when she went to her doctor, the doctor said, well, you know, you're a bit, old, you're a bit superannuated. That means you're a bit old. And it's unlikely for you to have kids. It's going to be really difficult. They did an ultrasound. Sarah, you, you, have, you have no uterus. You're an islandess, the Gemara Nivama says. Sarah was an islandess. She couldn't have kids. And she had children. And when did Hashem remember her? Hashem remembered her on Rosh Hashanah. Who else did Hashem remember on Rosh Hashanah? Chana. So I always thought, okay, so it's appropriate to read about the birth of Yitzchak and the birth of uh, Shmuel on, on Rosh Hashanah because Hashem remembered their mothers on Rosh Hashanah. Comes the Meiri and the Meiri says, not just Hashem remembered Sarah and Hashem remembered Chana on Rosh Hashanah. Hashem remembered them because they davened intensely and intently on Rosh Hashanah. So the reason we read about them, it's not just, oh, on today, Hashem remembered Sarah, Hashem remembered Chana. Why did Hashem remember Sarah? Why did Hashem remember Chana? He remembered them because of the way they davened on Rosh Hashanah. Meaning the purpose of reading about it is to inspire us, take advantage of this day. You need something, you you could get it today through tefillah. Not just, it's a good day, Hashem's going to remember a person on this day. How is Hashem going to remember us? In fact, because of the Hashem ants uh, remember them because they davened. Now I want to point out to you the lashon of this medrash. This is one of the most astounding midrashim you'll ever see. So we're going to read the medrash in Tehillim, the medrash Shachar number three on the sheet. The the pasuk, the medrash is darshing the pasuk in Tehillim. Pana el tefilas ha'arar v'leivaza es tefilasam. God turns to the lone prayer. He does not disgrace their tefillah. Says the Medrash. Who's this talking to? Says the Medrash, Rabbi Yitzchak, This is said in relative to the future generations. You know what's going to be in 2022? We have no prophet. We have no prophets. Do you think you're going to go to a rabbi and you say, Rabbi, what should I do? Where should I go? What should I buy? Nobody knows. What's going to be? Nobody. They're no Nevi'im. So, you should know. They're no Nevi'im. Fuloi Koyen. There's no Koyen Gadol. The Medrashak and Shemani says, there's no Urim Vetumim. There's no base Hamikdash. In other words, all the great gifts of antiquity are gone. You know, all the special things we once had, there's no Mishkan, there's no base Hamikdash, there's no Koyen Gadol, there's no Navi. We have nothing. We don't have, we don't have uh, Heichal, we don't have we can't go to the Harabayas. We have no Big Day Kahuna. We have no Arain. We have no uh, Kruvim. We have no Mate. We have no Man. Nothing. Nothing. We have pizza. That's all we have today. That's all we have. We have no great gifts of antiquity. Says the Medrash. All we have from 3,300 years ago, the only thing the Jewish people still have, Ella, Tfila, Achas. One prayer. The only thing we have left from 3,300 years ago, from the day that God gave the Torah to Moses on Sinai, we have nothing. We have nothing. We have tefillah of, of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. And even though we have a lot, we have a lot of things. You're right, we have the Torah. But it seems like the only like supernatural, divine, powerful gift of yesteryear that still remains 
is the Tefillah of Rosh Yom Kippur, and this is something that we have to try to understand and look into. But only Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur? Only Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Not Tuesday, not Wednesday, not Lagba Oimar, not Hoshana Rabbah, not Rav Shailah, Kerestir's Yard site, none of that. Only Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. That's all we have. I don't know what, we're not even saying any. We're just saying the only thing we have is the prayer of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. So, what does that mean? What do we have about it? What's so powerful about it? Why is that tefillah more powerful than Pesach, Shavuos? So let's let's explore this a little bit. We know that in the davening we add Zechrein Al Chaim, Micha Meicha, Chzayv Chaim Toivim, the Sefer Chaim. We also say Hamel Chakadosh. Did you know that in every single bracha we add something? Did you ever know that? Every bracha. Say, no, but not during the week. I'm talking about Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Every bracha, we change something. So, this is a recent addition. You know that according to the Gemara, you don't say Zachary Nochayim, you don't say Micha Moicha. All of that is later addition of the Goinim. But the Meiri says it's a very important addition. Why? Because basically, the human mind is such that it's not aroused until it sees something new. So the purpose of adding something to every bracha is this way it stirs us in every single bracha we say there's something new to focus on and this in, this engenders great kavana. I there's one bracha we don't say anything. Ritzay. There's nothing added in Ritzay. That to me we says, well, Ritzay is a prayer for the future so it's not for now but all the other blessings are for now so since they're for now Therefore, we have to add something because, and Chayadam brings this down. Anytime there's something new, you wake up, you pay more attention, you're more focused. So the purpose of all of these additions is because there's a certain urgency that we have to have on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur more than any other time. So you say, of course, of course. Well, what are you saying? Of course, there's more urgency. Our life is on the line. Is it really such a big chiddush that the tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur are so much more powerful? So let's just put into focus the status of the tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. What's the halacha if you forget Zechrein Al Chaim? You repeat or you don't repeat? No. Unanimous or not unanimous? Exactly. Tzemach Lekes. Rabbeinu Yoyna quotes some Rishonim, they hold, you miss anything, you have to repeat Shema Nasser. So therefore, you want to make sure you don't miss something. Because even though we don't pass in that way, there are some Shittas that hold, you weren't Yodzei Shema Nasser. Okay? So don't say, oh, it's okay, because I don't have to say it. No, some hold that you actually are not Yodzei. Who holds that? Chachmei Tsarfas. The French Rishonim, obviously. Okay, but we're not going there, and I'm not talking about for the Balei Toysfis and the French Gedolim. That was, you know... The Chachmei Tzarvas holds, you, you didn't, you're lo yatsa. Why? Kol hameshanem imadbeya shetavu chachamim lo yatsa. Anyone who deviates from the language, from the format of the chachamim, you're not yatsa. However, the rush says, of course you're yatsa. It's not an ikr, it's not that important, it's not mentioned in the Gemara, and you're yatsa. Comes Rabbeinu Yoyna. Rabbeinu Yoyna comes with a reconciliation, and he says, actually... If you forget it during Aseret Simei Tshuva, Yatsa, you don't have to repeat. If you forget Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, La Yatsa. So the question is, what do you mean? 
either it's important or it's not important. If you have to follow the legislation of the Chachamim, you should always have to repeat. If it's not critical to follow exactly what the Chachamim say, you shouldn't have to repeat. Why would there be a difference between Tefillah Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and the rest of the year? Comes Rabbi Rucham Alshin, and he says that he heard in the name of the altar of Slabarka. Now, as soon as I heard that, I said, what? The altar of Slabarka? I don't know anything in Lambdas the altar of Slabarka says, except for one time in the Arat Safan, he quotes the Chiddush of the Briskorov. And I learned in Yeshiva Chavetz Chaim, we know, we know everything from the altar of Slabarka. Chavetz Chaim says they're the most authentic, followed tradition from the altar of Slabarka. I never heard anything from the altar of Slabarka. So I called up Moshe Gruen, he's the he's the Koisev of the Yorech Lamayadim. Where did Rabbi Rucham Oshin hear from the Altar of Sabarka? I think he told me that Rabbi Schneir Cutler would say it over in the name of the Altar of Sabarka, that the Tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur have a different dimension to it. They are called Tefillah Be'es Tzara. What's a Tefillah Be'es Tzara? Is, is prayer rabbinic or biblical? Is it Midravan or Daraisa? Ramam says Daraisa. Ramban says it's Midravanan. But the Ramban who says it's Rabbanon. But if you're in a jam and you're in a tzara, you have to dive in midday raisa. raisa. So Rosh Yom Kippur, your life is on the line. It's not like a regular tefillah. It's like a tefillah when you're in danger, when you're in mortal, lethal danger. So then the tefillah becomes biblical. By the way, Rabbi Moshe has a tshuva that for a Gentile, if he's in danger, he's obligated to dive in midday raisa also according to the Ramban. And therefore, since Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, your life is on the line, therefore, it becomes a biblical tefillah. Therefore, if you omit something, it's much more chamur. And if you forget, according to Rabbeinu Yoyna, on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, you'd have to repeat Shema Nasrei. By the way, that's why we say in uh, the tefillah, Uvechein, Uvechein, Uvechein. We start almost every paragraph, Uvechein, because where else in Tanakh do we have the word Uvechein? Esther, when she was thinking, I'm going to have to stand before the king unlawfully. Chazal put in the word uvechein to conjure up the image, the imagery of someone standing before the king. Shaloi kados, the danger, the tenuousness, the 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 very difficult situation. So tefilos on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur are bergeder tefilah based tzara different than any other tefillah of the year. It's not like a Shabbos. It's not even like Shabbos or Shchodesh. It's not like Pesach. It's not like Tal. It's not like... It's tefillah with your life on the line. But still, that doesn't really explain what the Medrash means that of all the great ancient gifts that we used to have, we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, we don't have a Kain Gadol, we don't have Urim Betumim, we don't have a Navi. But what do we have? The tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Well, what's so powerful about those feelings? <coughs> so, let's begin. Comes Rabbi Chaim Velazhner and the Nefesh Chaim Sharbez. And Nefesh Chaim explains that there's a Pasuk that compares tefillah to a soldier. When a soldier goes out to war, he's not thinking, oh, I'm going out to war because maybe I'm going to kill the enemy and get a diamond ring from the enemy. He's not thinking about any personal benefit. 
A soldier that goes out to war is thinking one thing and one thing only. I want to promote the power of the king. I'm here to spread the king's flag. Right now the king's flag is here. I want it to be there. I want his majesty, his royalty, his sovereignty to be continued and recognized all over the world. And even if I die, and even if I'm harmed, or I lose a limb chas v'shalom, I'm going to give up my life to magnify the honor of the king. That's the only kavana a soldier ever has. I'm fighting for my king, I'm fighting for my country. That is the only kavana allowed when a person prays. When a person prays, they are not allowed to say, well, first of all, I need money. Second of all, I need more money. Third of all, I need parnasa. First of all, I need livelihood. Fifth of all, I need health. Sixth of all, I need nachas. All of these things, a person is not permitted to focus on that. By davening, if you do, it's not davening. Davening is one thing. I want to magnify the honor of the king in the world. I want everyone to recognize the power, the greatness, the wisdom of my king. That's tefillah. Anything else is not tefillah. Says the proof is Rosh Hashanah. Go through the Rosh Hashanah davening. There's not one request for life. There's not one request for health. There's not one request for nachas. You say, oh, zachreinu l'chayim. That's later. That was added in later. Otherwise people would fall asleep. But that is not part of the main matbeya of the Shemana Esri. The Shemana Esri is only reign over the world. Elevate the honor of the Jewish people so that you're you're elevated. Elevate the tzaddikim so that you're elevated. Everyone should recognize your power, your majesty. All of mankind together should come to to be makir you. That's the only thing spoken about in the Tfilos Rashani Yomipa. Fast Nevashachim, yeah. But during the year we ask for sanity, health, livelihood. Says the Nefeshachaim, no. That's not what it means. That's not what it means. The fact that on the first day of the year, the Shon Esri is only about the honor and the magnifying the royalty of the king, that means that's the purpose of tefillah always. That the world should recognize Hashem and it should be restored back to the way it was before Adam Rishon sinned. And the Shon Esri during the year is the same thing as Rosh Hashanah. And Anshay Knesset didn't mean the simple translation of the words, and we're going to explain. Says Nefeshachem, the proof is, tefillah is corresponding to carbonis. In a carbon tamid. You say, ooh, that's a good carbon tamid. I'm going to take that rib after the carbon tamid, and I'm going to, you know, barbecue part of the... The carbon tamid is kulay legavaya, it's all takalish baruchu. So shachris is all takalish baruchu. There can be no element of davening for you, Ever. Ever, ever. You're not allowed to go to Hashem and say, Hashem, I want X, Y, and Z. Give it to me. That's not tefillah. You could ask for it, but it's not davening. Davening is only what we do Rosh Hashanah. We're going to explain this. I, but we know the Gemara says you're allowed to add to a bracha personal request. Only, you can't say, well, Hashem, something hurts me. I want, please, I need it to feel better. You're only allowed to daven, says the Nefesh HaChayim, for the Kavana of Rosh Hashanah as follows. Because Nefesh HaChayim says, can a person say to Hashem, Hashem, you know what, I'm not feeling well. Could you heal me? What do you mean? 
Why do you think you're not feeling well? Hashem is giving the person a tsar to be mechaper for his avoynois. So how do you have, you have the right to say that, you know, I don't feel good. I need to feel better. What do you mean? God knows exactly how you feel and He decided that it's best for you to feel that way. How do you have a right even to come to Him and ask, imagine somebody, he goes to the doctor and the doctor is giving him like this really disgusting medicine and you paid the doctor to give it to you and you waited online, you waited in the waiting room for five and a half hours so the doctor should feel good that he made you wait for five and a half hours and then you say, doctor, I don't want to take this. What do you mean you don't want to take it? He, <laughs> you paid him to try to give this, this medication to you and this is the only way you're going to be healed. What kind of request is that you don't want to take it? says in Nefesh HaChayim, the only way to daven is to say, Rebunish Shalom. If the Jewish people are suffering in this world, it's a Chilo Hashem. Because we're your people. And it's not an honor for you if things are difficult for us. So please help Klal Yisrael so that it brings honor to your name. That's the only way you're allowed to daven. Otherwise you're not allowed to. And so Nefesh Chaim says, that's very good if the Jewish people are suffering. But what about if an individual suffers? Well, let's say an individual needs Parnassah. So what are you, what are you saying? Barisham, I'm making X this year. I want to make more money. God knows how much you're making. He's the one who gave you that. And He decided you shouldn't make more. So what are you going to go to Him? God, I need to make more money. What kind of sphere? How do you have a right to do that? Listen to the Nefesh Chaim. The only way you're allowed to do that is because we know it hurts Hashem when a Jew suffers. So you say, Hashem, I know for me it's better the way you did it, but I know for you, you would be happier if I had it easier. You hear this? I know for my benefit the suffering might be good, but your pain that I'm suffering, so not for, for my sake, I'd be happy suffering. For your sake, could you help me out? Otherwise, you can't die. So say, who could be on such a madriga? Who even thinks that way? I mean, Hashem, give me, give me parnasa for you. Give me nachas for you. Because basically, when we eat well, it, Hashem is happy, not us. For us, it would be better if we maybe had it more challenging. Hashem enjoys it when we're happy. Says in Nefesh basically what happens is Rosh Hashanah is Kaiveya that our main objective in this world is to bring honor to the name of Hashem. And then later on in the year when we ask for A, B, C, D, E, we're saying, remember what I told you on Rosh Hashanah that I'm living for your honor? So all of my requests throughout the year are piggybacking on my tefillah of Rosh Hashanah. But without the tefillah of Rosh Hashanah, you couldn't dive in any of the Shemones throughout the year. You have no right to ask for anything, for health. What do you mean? The Rav knows exactly how healthy you need to be. No, because we, the only thing we really truly desire is to honor Hashem. And it's more honorable to Hashem when the Jewish people have better lives. So when we ask for our personal needs, it's piggybacking off what we established on Rosh Hashanah. Okay, Ramat Salman gives the following mashal. So there was a great uh, prince. And he was a very wealthy guy. He had a monopoly on providing builders with all their supplies. He supplied them with concrete, with um, stone, with cement, with earth, with 
everything they could possibly, windows, and of course, all of their landscaping needs. This builder provided everything to all the, this um, prince provided everything to all the builders. And they used to come to his uh, warehouse every day with a list of what they needed. They have to wait online. And he would supply them with their needs and he would pay them. And the, uh, the general, this prince was very wealthy. There was one young guy who the uh, prince put on his feet and he helped him start his career. And this, this young man was very grateful to the prince. So he comes to the prince and he says, listen, you gave me everything in life. You put me on my feet. I want to give back to you. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to build you a palace. So the prince uh, said, really? I'm so touched. Thank you so much. That's so nice of you. You know what? From now on, if you're building the palace for me, you come right to my warehouse, you give me your list, and I'll give you all the supplies on me. You're building the palace for me. Says Matzio Solomon, that's what happens on Rosh Hashanah in order to pave the way for the rest of the year. Everyone else, Davin Sashem Hashem, I need help, I need family, I need money. So Hashem says, you need? Earn it. Earn it. And you have to wait online. And it comes easy, sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't get it. But if on Rosh Hashanah, you sincerely say, Rebun Hashem, I'm here in this world only to bring honor to you. I'm here for you. Then the rest of the year, we come to him with his list. He says, okay, here, whatever you want. It's on the house. Whatever you need. Because whatever I'm giving you, you're doing for me. All of your blessings are only so that you could act for me. So this is a very uh, powerful concept and a very difficult concept because we're not used to this. We're not used to thinking this way. We, we don't think this way. But the Nevesh says, don't think that the, by the words of Shemana Esrei on Rosh Hashanah and during the year, that during Rosh Hashanah we pray for God and during the year we pray for us. No. We always pray for Hashem, but by praying for Hashem Rosh Hashanah, that allows us to pray for ourselves the rest of the year. So in that sense, the Tfilis of Rosh Hashanah are literally not only the most powerful prayers of the year, they're the only prayers of the year. They, without them, there would be no prayer the entire year. Women? Do women have to die on Rosh Hashanah? They don't have to. <laughs> well, according to the Rambam, that Tefillah is Doiraisa, so women have to pray once a day. You know what they have to say? God, you're great. Help me wake up my kids. And then they're Yodzeh. Uh, according to the Rambam, Tefillah is Drabanon. And then women are Chayev. And then they have to die on Shachras and Mincha. So... You know, according to the Rambam, they only have to say one line. According to the Rambam, they have to pray Shachras and Mincha. Do they have a greater Chiv on Rosh Hashanah? Again, Rosh Hashanah, our lives are on the line. But again, uh, what I'm trying to convey is the function of the Tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah are to pave the way to for, to allow prayers to work the whole year. Now fasten your seatbelts, because uh, we're going to learn a concept which is really uh, out of this world. Comes Rabbi Yosef Gektelia. Rabbi Yosef Gektelia is one of the earliest of the Mikubalim. He wrote the Sefer Shari Oira. And he says like this, there's this uh, storehouse in, in heaven. And when a person davens, especially when one davens b'yichidos, so the prayer goes up to heaven. And you have these angels standing there and they take out this magnifying glass and this telescope. 
and they start saying, what did this guy say? He said, Baruch? There is no word Baruch. It's Baruch. It's a Milra. What's this guy talking about? Ata? It's Ata. Adoishem? So the guy can't even read Hebrew. Get, get out of here. Okay, so Ashkenazim don't have, you know, unless you know how to read Hebrew, you don't even have a shot. Sephardim at least know how to read Hebrew, but then when we get up to Hashem's name, they say, Nay, they're also, it's, a, it's an issue. That's before, then Hashem says, then the Malach says, is the guy even thinking about what he's saying? Does he even know where he is? Does he know he's in a basic house? Does he know he's standing before me? What is this? A pizza? This is trash. And they put it in like Geniza. They take the tefillah and they put it in Geniza. Now, now the different kinds of Genizas. I know some shows they have like marble Genizas. Now I'm not talking about that kind of Geniza. I'm talking about like these brown boxes with like moldy tzitzis. You know, the tzitzis are like sweaty. The guy played, I don't know what in it. The tzitzis were, were already on five mesim and they're, they're in the Geniza and the, the, the tefillahs go into the Geniza. And every single tefillah is examined and scrutinized and if it's not proper, it does not go through. It doesn't go through. It's not like, you know, the wall between Mexico and the United States. You just, you know, you just walk through, you know. You swim through, you walk through. No, no, no. There's real, there's real security. There's actual guards checking the identification, checking the paperwork. And if it doesn't go, they put you, they throw you back into the river. So the Shari Ura asks, so then it comes out, that it's very rare for any tefillah to make it through Tekadosh Baruch Hu. He says, can anyone say that even one out of a thousand tefillahs meet the bill? By the way, once the Chafetz Chaim wrote, writes that in our generation, so he wrote this a hundred years ago, it's not uh, likely that anyone has ever davened too many Shemona Esrei's B'Kavon in their whole life. There are not too many of them. That's what Chavaz Chaim writes a uh, hundred years ago. So yeah, so what happens to them? Where do they go? He said, no, you should know, they're not lost completely. They're called Pesilim, and they're put in a box. But if that person davens one tefillah b'kavana gedoyla, with real kavana, b'shlemos, then that kosher tefillah goes to the box it grabs all the hundreds, thousands, maybe more of lousy tefillahs. It embraces them, it wraps them up, and it schleps them in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and they all enter before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. One tefillah. So I once heard many years ago from Rabbi Obam, the same idea, and he, I remember he said, it's in a Chachmas Manoyach. You know Chachmas Manoyach? In the back of the Shas, there's like, there's literally one page, two sides, in like microscopic letters, you know? So I remember seeing it in Brachas. I thought it was on Daflam and Aleph. I found it by the Shir. I could not believe it! He quotes the Shari Oira, this Kabbalah Savior that we just um, mentioned, who asks, so what happens to all the tefillahs? If Hashem only listens to a tefillah in a Beis HaKnesses, Bekavana, so what happens to 99% of our tefillahs? And the answer is, they're waiting until a good tefillah comes along and redeems that tefillah. In fact, they say for Chuma Sakri. You know who the Chuma Sakri is? Sound familiar? Back in your yeshiva days, the Ketoy Sachoshen had a brother, Chuma Sakri, in the back of the Ketoy Sachoshen, Chuma Sakri. He says, in this sense, prayer is greater than karbanos. 
Because by Karbanos, the Rebbeinu Shalom says, I don't want your sacrifices. If you don't bring a sacrifice earnestly, sincerely, Rebbeinu Shalom says, I don't want it. But when it comes to tefillah, Hashem says, Gam kisarbu If you dive in a lot, I'll ignore it. Hashem doesn't say, I don't want it. He says, I'm going to look away. So he's not looking at it. But then if you dive in one tefillah properly, you could schlep back all the whole, all the tefillahs of the whole year. Or of a whole lifetime. In fact, the, Kav, the Kavayashar says, there's an angel. His name is Tahariel. Tahariel comes and he takes all the nice tefillahs. You know? Somebody davens properly. He comes on time. He davens the kavana. He doesn't bring the phone. Now, the thing is, if you bring the phone in to your tefillah, I don't know if you could ever recover that tefillah. Because it's like you're saying, I'm not interested in praying. It's like, it's a declaration. This tefillah, I'm not, I don't, I'm not really so interested in it. I'm just going because the ancient Hebrews used to gather in synagogues to pray. And if I don't come to the synagogue, then, uh, then my wife's not going to give me supper, so I'm just going like everybody else. So you got to make sure you don't bring your phone into the shul. Otherwise, you're basically saying, Hareni moiser moida, that I'm not really interested in praying. But that's, you know, you could try. But I don't think the angel's letting it through. Pretty sure. But Tahariel says that if it's a good tefillah, he embraces the tefillah. But there's another guy. His name is Sahadiel. He's in charge of the refuse. I guess he has a much bigger job. <laughs> right? It's like <laughs> the amount of in his warehouse of lousy tefillahs, Sahadiel takes them, but listen to what the Kavayosha brings from the Zayar and Pekudeh. He says that when a person thinks vai, how many tefillahs I offered without Kavana and the person confesses and he regrets it and then he says, from now on, I'm going to try my best to dame kavana. That one tefillah goes to Sahadiel, grabs away all of his low-quality, inferior tefillahs, and schleps it up to be a crown for HaKadosh Baruch Likewise, says Rabbi Anistan Ibershitz in the Yaris So, so far we've established that there's a concept that one tefillah b'kavana could rescue many, many tefillah shalai b'kavana. Comes Reb Chaim Falaji, the great Reb Chaim Falaji of Izmir, and he says, "When is the time for that one tefillah? That with that one tefillah, you could rescue all the tefillahs of the whole entire year. When? When is the designated time?" So first he says that many make a very big mistake. They come to shul. Ah, oh, tell. Kid, Yankel, make sure you're in shul for Unasana Toikef. Because Unasana Toikef, people think that's the most important tefillah. Especially when everyone screams, Useshuva. By the way, you could scream Useshuva on the top of your lungs. You could wake up all the mesim all over the world. If you don't actually do Teshuva, it's irrelevant how loud you scream the words Useshuva. Unasana Toikef is not the most important tefillah of the day. Not, not a, nowhere close. It's none of the added tefillahs. You know what the most important tefillahs are? 
Baruch Shomer, Yehi Chavoyed, Ashrei. The regular tefillahs are much more important than any added tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah. That's the first thing. The second thing is, says Reb Chaim Falaji, Beprat b'yoyim noira kezet sarach losim nafshay bechapoi bekavanas hatevois v'haosiyos uvezemalim atfilois absula shall call hashana. By davening bekavanah rosh hashana, you save all the tfilois of the year. You want to know when? Rosh hashana. So you say, I'm not Sfarad, I'm not Reb Chaim Falaji. Reb Chaim Falaji, that, oh, that only applies. So I want to tell you. Many years ago, I saw that somebody quoted the Noy de Behuda says the same thing. And I can never fa- find it. I did searches on all the Sarm of the Noy de Behuda. Can't find it. I went back to the book that I found it in. I found it in the English Avoida Satfila Rabbi Meir Burmel. He brings that Rev Ruderman said over in the name of the Noy de Behuda that. The Noi Behuda said, if you daven bekavano yom naram, you rescue all the tefillahs of the whole year. So I couldn't find it. So I said, at least I need to get a hold of the Avoidas HaTfilah in Lashon HaKodesh so I could put on the sheet uh, a source that the Noi Behuda said it. The only thing it's out of print. So I called up a store in Borough Park today. They don't have it. I called up my friend Mizrahi. I said, could you get me Avoidas HaTfilah? Yes, he had one. He said, okay. But my share is today. I said, put it in the Uber right now. I Ubered the book this afternoon. It's on your sheet. From the Noida Behuda. Noida Behuda says in the last Maramokim, number 21, that Rav David Kronglas, the Mashkiach of Ner Yisrael, said over in the name of the Noida Behuda, that when you daven Rosh Hashanah Bekavana, your Mala, your Mesakin, all the twills of the whole year. And he says, by the way, Rav Chaim Falaji also says it. So anywhere, anyone who you want, the great Sfardik Oin, Rav Chaim Falaji, the Noi de Behuda. And then I found in the Shmuzin of Rav David Kronglas, my friend Avrami Zon got this for me a number of years ago. He mentions in his Shmuzin on Shefarais that the Noi de Behuda says that if somebody davens Bikavana on Rosh Hashanah, he rescues all the Tfilais of the whole year. You know, you know who else speaks about this at length? The Toldos Yaakov Yosef and all of his Sfarim mentions this idea. That if a person davens on Rosh Hashanah bekavana, he rescues all of his tefillah. That's why we blow Tekiah, Shvarim, Teruah. Tekiah is who? Abraham. Shvarim is Yitzchak. Teruah is Yaakov. We say, Tekiah, wake up, Shachris. Shachris is dead. He's been dead and down for the last 364 days. He's lying there on the floor in the Shamus box. He's dead. We say, Tekiah, Avraham, your tefillah, wake up. You can wake up now. We're down in Kavana. We're schlepping up all the chakrases. Shvarim, we're waking up all the minchas. Teruah, we're waking up all the maravs. Definitely for one year, and it could work even beyond. It could work even more than that. He writes in the Sefer Ben Poiras Yosef that um, when a person davens Pam Achas Bashana, Misatfin Betfilazu Kalat Filois Vaoilin Uve Prat Hashanah. Then one of the Talmidim of the Magid of Mezrich, you ready for this? 
He wants to know what does it mean? Kiata Shoimeya Kahil Shoifar Umazin Trua. And what are the next words? Ve'ain Doime Lach. We've had we spoke about the words Ve'ain Doime Lach many, many times. Do you remember what we said in the past? Ve'ain Doime Lach is a reference to Hashem resurrecting the dead on Rosh Hashanah. But listen to how he says this. What's kiato shoimea kol shoifar? Umazen trua. You hear the sound of the shoifar and you're attentive to the trua. What are these two things? It sounds like repetition. Kiato shoimea kol shoifar. Umazen trua. So there's two kinds of, of tfilais. There's shoifar. You know what shoifar is? Shapir. Good tfilais. Meshupar. Good tfilais. And trua are lousy tfilais. Ra. Like most of our tfilais. Kiato shoimea koil shoifar. When you hear the good tfilois, then mazin trua. Then you're attentive to all the bad tfilois that are dead. Now, what if you were an attendant to King Charles and he had to sign one of those very important documents that he spends most of his life signing? So he, and he gave him a bad pen. Not accidentally. He gave it to him on purpose. And he's sitting there. What is this? You say, I gave it to you. I gave it to you. I gave you a bad pen. I just wasn't in the mood of giving you a good pen. So nowadays, I don't know if Charles could kill you, but uh, 200 years ago, King Henry could kill you. You're dead. What if you say, what do you mean? Tomorrow I'm going to give you a nice pen. Yeah, no, you're not, because you'd be dead by tomorrow. There's no makeup, you know. When you're serving a king, there's no makeup. But we say Rebbeinu Kiato Shoimea Koel Shoifar. When you hear a good tefillah, Mazin Trua, you're attentive to the bad tefillahs, and even all of those. I'm going to say those dead tefillahs. Who's like you that you revivify, you resurrect all those dead tefillahs? No king would do such a thing. Now. Remember we said that the first day of Rosh Hashanah is the harsh din and the second day is the lenient din. By the way, the Arizal says someone who's judged on the first day is judged b'midas hadin. Someone who's judged on the second day is judged b'midas harachimim. And you could tell what day you're being judged. When you're nisoyer for crying, that's when you're being judged. You say, good, I'm never judged because I never cry. <laughs> Darizo says you gotta cry in Rosh Hashanah. Darizo says if your neshama is in good shape, you're able to cry. But don't worry, if you're not able to cry, then at least you're, you cry the mistarim. So says the Sefer Arve Nachal. You know who the Arve Nachal is? Arve Nachal is Rabbi David Ivshitz, the author of Levushay Srad. He says that as powerful as the Tfilois of Rosh Hashanah are, the tefillahs of the second day have greater capacity to rescue past tefillahs than the tefillahs of the first day. One of the Talmidim of the Baal Shem in number 20, Ginza Yosef, he says, actually, all the tefillahs are awaiting Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is like the final uh, opportunity to rescue and to resurrect the tefillahs of the year. So it comes out that even though anytime, if you daven a random mincha, bekavana, you could rescue all the tefillahs of the year, 
But it seems like from Reb Chaim Falaji, from Anoyed Behuda, from the Todas Yaakov Yosef, from the Ginze Yosef, from the um, Arve Nachal, that the Yomim Noroim are predisposed, are designated, that these are times that even though the rest of the year it's very difficult to have Kavana, these are the days, these are like first aid tefillahs. Through these tefillahs, you could literally rescue the tefillahs of the whole year. Comes the Basayin. Who's the Basayin? Avram Doiv of Avarish, Talmud of the Kedush HaSlevi. The Rav in Tzfas, he's buried right next to the Arve Nacha. It's unbelievable. See, they're buried next to each other in Tzfas, and they're, and they're also neighbors on your sheet. So they're neighbors on the sheet and in burial. Okay. Says the Basayim. Chazal say, Ein oimdin lehispalel elamitoich koiveid roish. Get a load of this. So, so far we're saying, we're saying, number one, the tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur are tefillah be'esara, a tefillah a time of danger. Number two, the tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah establish what kavana we need to have the whole year. By being mechavin on Rosh Hashanah that we're davening for Hashem, so everything we ask the whole year is piggybacking on that original kavana. And now we're also learning that the tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah, first day, more even the second day, Yom Kippur, are predisposed to rescue all the tefillahs of the year. Now, says the Basayim, all tefillahs need connection. When do you establish the connection? Rosh Hashanah. What's the connection? The heart you put into the tefillah. The heart, the feeling of humility, the broken heart. Ein oimdin lehispalel elamitoich koiveid roish. You know what that means? We don't get up to Davin only from koiveid roish. Koiveid roish. The word koiveid. Kaf is 20, vav is 6, beis is 2, dalad is 4, gematria 32, lev. Every tefillah we offer is only mitoich koiveid, the lev roish of Rosh Hashanah. All the tefillahs of the year are, de- are dependent on the heart that we put into our tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah. So right now, tonight we're going to have a Mariv. Our Mariv exists based on the connection of the heart we put into our tefillahs last Rosh Hashanah. Only from the leave that we put in on Rosh Hashanah. In fact, the Gemara Baba Basra says, that Kuf Mem Zayin. And we'll conclude with this. Amar of Zved. Amar of Zved. Somebody, the whole year is dependent on Rosh Hashanah. If Rosh Hashanah is hot, it'll be a hot year. If Rosh Hashanah is cold, it'll be a cold year. So check the weather for Rosh Hashanah. And whatever that weather is, that will be the mean temperature for the whole year. That's what the Gemara means. Whatever Answers says the Munkacher, Rosh Hashanah is the beginning, the origin of the whole year. And all the tefillahs that we offer the whole year are dependent on whatever intensity and heat we put into the tefillahs on Rosh Hashanah. We down with intensity on Rosh Hashanah, then we'll be able to reach connection throughout the year. If we do not daven with intensity on Rosh Hashanah, then the tefillahs of the year will be disconnected. So in other words, not only do the tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah rescue all the tefillahs of the past year, 
the Tzvils of Rosh Hashanah also establish the level of connection that we'll achieve for the coming year. We can only get up to Davin through the lave that we put in for Rosh Hashanah. So we go into Rosh Hashanah often and we think, okay, we know we're being judged. Our lives, our families are on the line. But that's only a very small part of the Tfilos of Rosh Hashanah. Number one, the very important <coughs> idea that the fundamental kavana of all tefillah is lahagdil kavod shemayim. But during the year, it's very hard to think that when I need A, B, C, and D, I'm thinking, uh, I'm, I'm asking for this lahagdil kavod shemayim. So that's why we daven with clarity on Rosh Hashanah. We daven with intensity on Rosh Hashanah. We establish that our sole desire is maloich al kol ha'olam kulay bechvaydecha. The simloich ata hashem vadecha al kol ma'asecha. Once we establish that, then we could say, Ata chanein mitchadein abinu v'haskel, rifainu Hashem b'nei rafei, baruch aleinu sashan hazois. All the requests we make have to be in the context of, we're, we're only asking you because it's good for you, not because that's what we want. And then we have this amazing concept that Reb Chaim Falaji and Yehuda apply specifically to Rosh Hashanah. That the tefillos of Rosh Hashanah have this supernatural power. Maybe that's what Chazal mean. That we have no Koyhein, we have no Navi, we have no Beis Hamikdash, we have none of those, you know, Urim, no supernatural gifts. We have like one supernatural gift left. The prayers of Rosh Hashanah. Those Tfilois are just from, from a different world. And they have great capacity and they could save all the Tfilois we offer for the whole year. With the one tefillah b'kavana, you could rescue... I mean, think about how many brachas we say a day. Fifth, that was last week, right? 57? 57? And then 57, 300? It's a lot of tefillahs, a lot of brachas. I mean, thousands of brachas. Rosh Hashanah more than Yom Kippur? Different ways of saying it. The Taldas Yaakov Yosef says Rosh Hashanah. Um... Ruchayim Falaji says Rosh Hashanah. The, the Arvei Nachal says the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Ginza Yosef says Yom Kippur. But I think there's there's something categorically different about the Tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah. And then we have the idea that the Tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah, so to speak, set the connection for all the Tefillahs of the entire year. So recognize that when we have those two days, three days of Yom Naram, how much is riding on them? How... how important they are, how vital they are for our lives, for our well-being, for our ruchnias, for the future of all of our tefillahs, for the past of all of our tefillahs. So we hope that not only are our tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah, Neskabel Barach Mevratzayim, but Al Yedehem Liban Shem Shabi Mekabel, all the tefillahs of the entire year, Shem should help us be them and uh, wish everybody a year of good health, happiness, Racha v'atzlacha, nachas, may all your tefillahs be neskabel. Shana toivum varachas, lanu l'chol Yisrael, amen.